0: Hello, I'm Rick Lance, state missionary of the Alabama Baptist State Board of Missions, and welcome to One Mission, the podcast. This is an opportunity for us to be able to discuss ministries through the local church with church leaders, and also leaders beyond the local church who focus on the Great Commission. And today, we're delighted to have a dear friend and a premier leader, our president of the International Mission Board, and as I say, he's a friend, but he's also the kind of statesmanlike leader we need at this particular time. He's a once-in-a-generation type leader, and I've been able to see through the years leaders come and go. But we're so glad that Paul Chitwood is the president of the International Mission Board. Paul, welcome to One Mission, the podcast.
1: Well, thank you, Dr. Lance. Great to be on with you. I appreciate those incredibly kind comments and, and and even more appreciate your friendship you've been just a tremendous source of encouragement to me for many many years uh, whatever role i was in uh you, you've been a dear friend and a great encourager to me uh, i'm thankful for you thankful for alabama Baptist for the incredible generosity uh, that uh, that we're able and, and blessed to receive uh, and uh, your advocacy of the work of the imb uh, across Alabama, and I know you have deep experience with the IMB as a former board member uh, and, uh, and and have just really championed the work of what God is doing around the world through Southern Baptists, through the IMB, and we are grateful.
0: Well, thank you, Paul. And really what we try to do in this podcast is informal and casual. We're not doing a, what you would call a formal interview, but our listeners would like to know about our leaders and this is an opportunity for them, perhaps, to hear learn more about you. And let's, let's begin, basically, where we all like to begin. Tell us something about your conversion experience, your call to ministry, and then we'll follow up some other questions that will help us have a better reflection of who Dr. Paul Chitwood is.
1: Well, thank you for that opportunity. The Lord's kindness in all of our lives is beyond measure and it's certainly true uh, in my life. I say often, uh, no matter where you are, the Lord can find you if he wants to, and he found uh, me uh, in uh, a rental house at 210 Providence Street in a little town in the mountains on the Tennessee-Kentucky line Uh, when uh, I was a boy being raised by a single dad. I had a couple of brothers. Uh, Our our father had raised us since, I guess we were ages one, two, and four, Had raised us on his own, and And uh, I was the two year old, the middle son. But about, I guess, 1978, 1979, uh, there was, well, let me back up from there. But about 1974, there was a knock on our door in that little rental house. And it was a couple of deacons from uh, the little First Baptist church there in the town of Jellicoe, Tennessee, who were out door to door visiting, inviting people to church. And they invited dad to church. Uh, He, took us, and we began to uh, go consistently uh, there at the little church and and found a church that was welcoming to us. Uh, Then, fast forward, 1978, 1979, another knock at that door uh, where we were still uh, renting, and and it was our pastor, uh, Dr. Alan Herod, uh, who incidentally just passed away recently uh, after uh, a long and faithful life of pastoral ministry. Uh, but at the time he was a young pastor and uh, dad had invited our young pastor to come and talk to my older brother who had been asking questions about the gospel. And so brother Alan came in, sat in the green chair in the corner of our living room and uh, shared the gospel with my older brother, Uh, my younger brother and I listened in. And uh, soon the three of us had made our profession of faith and we were baptized together uh, there at uh, the first Baptist church in Jellicoe. And just again, the, the Lord, finding us and our situation, uh, the church that reached out to us, that welcomed us, loved us, looking back on it, helped raise us in just about every way. Uh, his kindness is, is just uh, hard to even fathom as I reflect upon it.
0: That's great. You're called a ministry. Let's hear a little bit about that.
1: Well, uh, there again at uh, First Baptist Church, I was uh, attending a revival service, uh, and uh, our pastor, I guess I was probably eighteen years old. Our pastor uh, had asked if I would uh, uh, read the Bible passage that the visiting evangelist was going to be preaching from that night, just a weeknight revival service. Uh, it was a former pastor uh, who was there uh, as the evangelist. When our current pastor asked me to do that, I said, no, uh, I, I I can't do that." And the reason I couldn't is because my my greatest challenge in life at that time was any sort of public uh, attention, recognition, certainly public speaking. Uh, I would have panic attacks, just go to pieces, very self-conscious, and uh, I didn't want to embarrass myself because I typically did in a situation like that. But our pastor was very persuasive, and and yeah. uh, he eventually got me to agree to do it, uh, and I did it. Uh, I was attending church that night with my best friends, and we'd grown up together. Uh, most of our classes through school been together. He knew about my, uh, my, uh, uh challenges, uh, in and, and just reading out loud in Sunday school or high school literature class. And, and, uh, so when I sat back down uh, and I had uh, read the passage without missing a beat, without my voice cracking and, and losing my breath, he looked at me, he said, wow, how did you do that? And, uh, I had, uh, 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 just ask the Lord, help me to get to survive this, uh, to get through it. But as I sat there and the preacher preached, the Lord spoke very clearly to me. Uh, it wasn't an audible voice, as uh, Dr. Rogers used to say. It was much louder than that. Right. Uh, but the Lord spoke to me very clearly as I was sitting there watching uh, the preacher preach that, that uh, Paul, that's what I want you to do. I want to use you uh, to share my word uh, with others. Had no idea what you know what that would look like uh, if I would be a, a pastor, or professor, or youth minister or missionary. I just had no idea, uh, but I did tell the Lord, uh, Lord, if you want to use me, I'm willing to be used. Uh, and over time, the Lord gave clarity to the different roles that He wanted me in, and even to the role I'm currently in.
0: Well, that's outstanding, and Paul, I want to commend you on sharing that. It humanizes our leaders because sometimes I'm afraid those who were in the grassroots alabama baptist lives the larger southern baptist family they almost see us like ai or artificial intelligence <laughs> or automatons we're just kind of wired to get up and do what we do of course i know that much i know that far differently in your case and others because you have really been the hand of god has been upon you the divine sculpture has shaped your life to bring you to such a time as this as we often say in leadership at the international mission board Your past experience is very broad in a sense. And from my perspective, you've been not only an outstanding student in terms of educational pursuits, you've been one who's been a faithful pastor and uh, known you as a colleague in state convention life, as you served as the executive director for Kentucky Baptist. And prior to that, president of the state convention, therefore you had executive experience uh, leading something and pastoral experience, educational experience. You have been very missional in your life in terms of serving on the International Mission Board. And furthermore, you've been hands-on engaged in mission opportunities around the world. So from that standpoint, I, I see you as one who has a wealth of experience. How has that helped you as you have taken the helms of leadership at the International Mission Board?
1: Well, it, it's been a tremendous help. I look back and just see the Lord's kindness in the different uh, places he directed me over the course of my life and and uh, opportunities he gave me, other leaders who poured into me and gave me an opportunity to lead in different roles uh, for the most part before I was ready for them. Uh, but as, even as a young man, stretching me, growing me, uh, teaching me humility uh, uh, to whatever degree I've learned it, teaching me to depend upon him to listen to the wise counsel of others. Uh, But but those roles, this role, this role was so far beyond me, my capacity. I think it's beyond the capacity of any human being. Uh, But but I do look back and see just the very specific ways God was preparing me and me being totally unaware of that preparation at the time or certainly what uh, he would ultimately want to do with that. Uh, But but looking back and being able to see uh, how much, my 18 years as a pastor helps me do the job uh, that I, I do at the IMB every day. How much my time as the IMB trustee and, and, and board chairman uh, helps me do uh, my job that I do every day, the mission experiences overseas, uh, state convention life, uh, just no way to, to uh, calculate uh, how important that has been and what that meant for molding me and shaping me as a leader and preparing me. Uh, to lead and certainly that executive level of leadership stretched me greatly. Uh, I learned so much from it and and, and uh, this one continues to do that. But were it not for those you know seven, eight years in state convention life, no way I would be prepared uh, have been in any way prepared uh, to uh, lead at, at the international Mission Board. So that along as you reference educational experiences, just just so many who poured into me, so many opportunities God gave me uh, that brought me to this point. There are opportunities that sometimes uh, come along that that we're not ready for, and we ought not uh, even consider, uh, even if the opportunity were in front of us, because we just simply have no preparation. But as experiences build uh, and and learning builds over the course of of uh, years of life in life and ministry we do have the preparation we need always being stretched uh, but yeah. the preparation we need to uh, assume a greater responsibility and greater stewardship and and I see that so clearly so clearly as I look back over the course of my life and the way that that God has guided it and those who have who have given me opportunities to serve and to lead along the way
0: yes We always have people who pour their lives into us, and sometimes they don't even know it. Oftentimes it's intentional, but I I can sense that you've been the beneficiary of that, and the Lord is blessed. I also realize that as you have taken upon this role, there had to be maybe some welcome surprises and some maybe not as much. Tell us something that maybe surprised you as you assumed the leadership of the presidency at the International Mission Board.
1: You know, n- n- not to be in any way negative, but but I had a question asked of of me from a long tenured leader at the IMB who's been a, a a great help to me in my role. Uh, I was was in the role, you know, five six months, and he asked me the question. He asked, he said, "What is the greatest surprise, uh, Paul, that that has come your way uh, at this point in in your leadership?" and and uh, I answered him very candidly, and I said, "I said, uh, sir, it's the death of the dysfunction of this organization at this point in time. I have no idea. I've I'd been trustee from 2002 to 2010, chaired the board uh, for a couple of years, and and." Uh, uh, then had sort of stepped away. Obviously, you roll off the board. Your involvement. We right. we continue to have partnerships with the IMB and do some unique things uh, in our relationship at Kentucky Baptist Convention with the International Mission Board. But you know, I'm part of the internal workings or in any any, any way you know aware of most of what's going on in an organization. Uh, but certainly having a picture of the organization back then, uh, and then seeing the organization that I came back to. When I began the role in 2018, late 2018, uh, it, it was shocking uh, the way the organization had changed. The struggles the organization uh, was was facing, uh, and so that, that that really was my biggest surprise. I was surprised at how low things were you know, from missionary morale to missionary headcount uh, to uh, to revenue streams uh systems broken down it, it was it was a bit shocking however uh also see how god used that uh god used that to position the organization uh to uh, began to dream again to begin to move forward to rebuild a lot of those broken down systems and systems that have been removed really uh since it cleared the way right uh, cleared the way to to rebuild and and without having to make a lot of changes just to uh, or or let me put it this way without having to move the old out of the way because the old had already been moved out of the way but there was almost a clean slate to start from so it it, it was it turned out to be a blessing in so many ways uh, giving us clean slate to build from uh to restart from and the Lord has been so kind in, in, in helping us get reestablished, uh, giving us momentum, giving us support, renewing relationships. Uh, it's, uh, we, we we're just so grateful for where He has us today and really just feel like we we're only scratching the surface of where, of where uh, we can be as uh, uh, the sending, the missionary sending arm of Southern Baptist churches.
0: Well, that's a good segue into the future. What do you see the vision for the International Mission Board as you look to the future? I know you're a visionary in your own way, and in fact, um, all of us have to be some of that, but some are blessed more than others, and you are in that, that point of blessing. So give us an idea of how, not trying to be ironclad about it, but just a general abbreviated vision of what you see for the future.
1: So we, we, certainly the bigger vision for the organization is the vision God has given to his church uh, that someday uh, those who belong to Christ will be gathered around the throne standing before the throne and the lamb. And we'll see that great multitude from every nation, Amen. from all tribes and peoples and languages. So that. That literally is our vision statement as organization. That's what drives the organization every day. We're working towards that vision, helping Southern Baptists as they work towards the fulfillment of that vision. Uh, Our mission as an organization, mission statement, which we rewrote after I became president, is to serve Southern Baptists in carrying out the Great Commission to make disciples of all nations. So we have tried to uh, reposition the organization as, as a servant of, the local church, a servant of our mission partners like Alabama Baptist Convention, other state conventions, local associations uh, and, 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 and individual Southern Babs. We want to serve as each person and each other uh, entity or board uh, uh, seeks to steward their part of Great Commission work. Uh, so for us, that 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 mission and vision always in front of us keeps us focused on the work that God has set before us. Uh, some in very practical ways, some of the ways this is playing out for us as an organization is a significant focus on relationships with pastors and churches and other missions partners. Uh, the IMB uh, can, can uh, sometimes tend to exist as kind of its own entity doing its own thing uh, and expecting the funding to come uh, from generous Southern Baptist to that end. Uh, but that's not uh, healthy. I don't think that's a, I don't even think that's a biblical missiology. Uh, it's certainly not where we want to be. So we're, we're investing heavily in uh, serving local church, rebuilding those relationships, and we're going to continue to do that. As we've been doing that, uh, what we've seen is that our revenues have skyrocketed uh, we've seen our sending pipeline uh, uh, begin to grow again. When I came into my role, that we talk about sending pipeline, those are missionary candidates who have applied and are working right. through the system towards appointment. When I came into my role, we had about three hundred uh, who were who were uh, applicants in the pipeline. As of today, there are one thousand one hundred and twenty nine. Amen. Good. Yes. yes. So Good. we're very excited about about those things, uh, but. Uh, for us, it always comes back to keeping the, as you said, the vision in front of us, keeping a, a clarity in, in terms of our mission, our commitment to that mission, and okay, what does it mean to live that out on a daily basis as an organization? We've got to be connected to local churches. We have to have our missionaries connecting and reconnecting and rebuilding relationships with local churches, uh, because that that is our role is to serve Southern Baptists.
0: Oh, that's so eloquent and so comprehensive, even in a brief statement. I'd like to just make a couple of observations that I think just are highlighted from what you said. Recently, I was thinking about unity in terms of trying to keep churches unified, because if they're not unified, they're not going to be on mission. Mission organizations, including State Board of Missions here in Alabama, whether we're talking about the North American Mission Board or International Mission Board or any other kind of faith-oriented, gospel-sharing organization. There is a little statement I came up with, and it's probably not anything but a practical statement, but I keep telling myself this. If you have clarity in what you're supposed to do, it can lead to stability. And if you have clarity and stability, you can have unity. It's not promised necessarily, but there's hardly any other way to get there without unity which brings stability, that gives you an opportunity to have unity. You've done that well at the International Mission Board and may your tribe increase as we Southern Baptist try to work together. Paul, in our remaining time, uh, let me uh, simply say something that is a bit on the personal side. You, you talked about my tenure at the International Mission Board and there have been other times in which the International Mission Board wasn't fully functional and um, I, during my tenure, we had some ups and downs, some bumps in the road. But there's one thing I've noticed that the hand of God, if we're pliable and dependable, depending upon Him, the hand of God uses us despite ourselves. And I often describe Southern Baptists this way. In times of difficulty, we may be in a, a room with the lights out, looking for the light switch, but we finally find it. We come out at, at the right place. And it is people like you who help us to find a light switch and come out at it the right way. If we can understand that the Great Commission is our mission, if you want to put it just biblically and state it very simply, if we all can come together and coalesce around that, then the primary matters are, are settled, and the secondary and tertiary matters become secondary and tertiary. So I, I appreciate you as being that kind of leader, discerning leader, one other quick thing and i know we don't have much time to dwell on it i have during the well early part of the 2000s spent a lot of time in ukraine i've been all over the country and uh, my heart has been hurting and bleeding over the fact that we have seen so many innocent people killed and a nation totally disrupted and i realized no nation's perfect there was corruption there but they had an opportunity in uh, previous days, and I think perhaps with this president, to have had democracy work much more effectively. But now with the war, we don't know how that's going to come out. But I want to say thank you to the International Mission Board for helping so much in this rescue of people who, and relief of people who are, in a sense, refugees from their country. Alabama Baptists were a small part of that in our disaster relief areas. And it just shows how that all the moving parts of our SBC family can come together at a time of need and see how we can give a cup of cold water in Jesus' name. And I wanna thank you for that.
1: Well, that's kind. Alabama Baptists have been no small part of that. The generosity of Alabama Baptists and the hands-on involvement in many of the projects that that, uh, we've undertaken there. Uh, have is just such a blessing. And Southern Baptist in general, we, we're now, uh, as a recent update, over $15 million has been given uh, to the relief efforts uh, in and around Ukraine. And that's allowed us to do tremendous uh, work. Uh, you know, you, you're talking about uh, different times of life and organizations. This organization is is about to begin its 178th year. Uh, and there's been ups and downs, but God's grace has got us through it. One of the things that 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 history allows us to do in a situation like Ukraine. You talked about your involvement there, Alabama Baptist involvement over the course of decades. Southern Baptists have been investing in gospel advance in Ukraine. So right now, uh, when we want to deliver uh, uh, food or blankets or generators, uh, we know where to take them to, who to give them to. We have trusted partners there we helped start a seminary there. Uh, we have uh, lots of uh, church planters we've discipled over the years. We have trusted partners there uh, to ensure that, you know, in a lot of relief situations, you throw money or goods at a situation with just a hope and a prayer that it's going to get beyond the corruption and down to people who need it. Uh, well, because of the investment of, of, of Alabama Baptists and Southern Baptists over these decades in Ukraine, we know that what is being provided in great generosity is getting to where it needs to go to the people who need it most and so it's it's been a beautiful thing to see and God is using it this is such a travesty such a travesty but God is using it we're hearing such great reports of gospel advance people coming to faith uh, even new churches uh, being started uh, in the midst of uh, war zones and so the lord is using uh, these times for his glory even in ukraine
0: well paul i want to tell you as one alabama baptist and one southern baptist that i have always appreciated the international mission board and i do appreciate even more what you're doing and i'm glad to have been able to walk alongside you as a colleague and state convention leadership and i'll have to tell you the first time i met you years ago i said to myself there is someone that's going to be not only a good state convention leader but a national leader. and I'm not a, a talent hunter or <laughs> someone like that for God, but I want you to know that I had my eyes upon you as being a person who could uh, ascend, that the Lord could use and choose to be used in the way you are. And for that, I'm grateful. And I also want to always ask anyone who's on with us, we just ask how we can pray for you, because we know the burden is big. You're a globetrotter right now. The International Mission Board is everywhere. The footprint's wide. The da- we, li- we have some people in some dangerous spots around the world. We, uh, our people are growing and their understanding of how challenging that is. We, we just want to know how we can pray for you, not only the International Mission Board as a missional organization, but for you as the leader, because leaders are lonely at the top and only with the presence of the power of the God, the God we know who comes in the Holy Spirit to give us direction, can we really feel at home. So how can we pray for you as Alabama Baptists looking good? Uh,
1: thank you for asking. It, 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 it's a blessing and an honor. Uh, i mentioned three things very quickly and specifically, uh, Dr. Lance, pray for wisdom uh leading the imb is beyond me it's beyond we have a great leadership team god has given us but it's beyond any of those team members or that team as a whole we need the lord's wisdom uh, to do uh, the lord's work so so pray on our behalf that god will, will give us his wisdom uh, secondly uh, one of their greatest needs right now uh, are more missionaries and more missionary candidates and that pipeline has grown it's not where we want it to be yet uh, and uh, in the generosity of Southern Baptist' giving, the funds are there to send more missionaries. The, the The need of those missionaries is greater than ever before in the history of the world. There is greater lostness today in our world than at any time in human history. Uh, and we're here together addressing the world, addressing the world's greatest problem, that problem of lostness. Uh, god has given us a solution he's given us the gospel how does the gospel get to the lost through a missionary presence and so we want to see more missionaries go uh, pray with us that the lord would call uh, out and that southern baptist pastors and preachers would be faithful to call out the called and that those called many of them would come to serve through their national mission board then third I do remember our missionaries around the world, indeed, uh, just getting back from a trip to South Asia and seeing the circumstances many of them live and minister in. It's incredibly, incredibly hard. Uh, Spiritual warfare is is real every second of every day. Uh, So I ask that uh, Southern Baptists pray for our missionaries, that God will keep them healthy spiritually, physically, emotionally and God to give them fruit that they would have the joy of seeing many come to faith as the Lord uses them. And I appreciate again the faithfulness of uh, the prayers of Alabama Baptists and thank you for your kind words and your prayers, Dr. Lance.
0: Oh, it's been a delight to be able to have you today. We're blessed, listeners, to be able to hear the heart of our leader at the International Mission Board, Dr. Paul Chitwood. Now, when you pray, pray for him, pray for his family. Pray that he'll have the wisdom and discernment. Pray also that our missionaries around the world will know they're not alone, that we're in this together. Thank you, Alabama Baptists, for being huge supporters of missions and all of aspects of Southern Methodist life, but especially as we think about today through the ministry of the International Mission Board. Thank you, Dr. Wood, for being with us today. And listen again out in the future. We will have another podcast but an opportunity to talk to God's servants.